You are listening to 2 plus 3 equals 6 with Tom and Jenna. I'm so glad it's come to this. Life has brought you here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say again. <laughs> it's warm up. It's it's what I need for warm up. Did you hit record? I did. Like on fucking Amazon right now. Buying shit. No, I was, I, and I knew I was going to do this too. I was like, I'm just going to look because I've already spent enough on stuff for the new house. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to spend any more money on stuff for the new house. So I'm just going to look and see. But then, of course, they got the deals. And I want the deals. But there's always deals. And there's always the thought of this Navy comforter not matching the black Wait. sex lamps so... and the red, the burgundy curtains of our new room. Wait, and it drives so, me crazy. But, but these are for a queen. Well, right, but like, you know, okay, because I assumed we weren't, we were going to have a blanket situation because it's just one of those things where like, you like sheets, I don't. And I mean like, like a top sheet, like a top sheet. Um, Wait a minute, you don't like top sheets? Like, not, not the ones you sleep on on your bed, like that, obviously, but I'm talking about the one that you pull over yourself. We've talked about this. I've I never. That, when have but... you ever seen me sleep with like a sheet over myself? I don't like it. Um, I like a made bed. I, I that also comes with sheets. I also, you know, like really kind of latch on to to my comforters. So I assumed we were going to have to just have a separate blanket situation. We also have two very different body temperatures. Mm. So it's one so of those how does the bed like, get made then if we have got two separate comforters? We have a king size because it's a king size bed. And then we just have a queen size comforter that just covers yeah, well, a I just, portion. I didn't really know what to think, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> I did not know what to think. It's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, we got to figure out sheets, too, because this is, you know, I have (laughs) colors that match my bed and we'll be using your bed. Our bed. I guess, yeah, but we got to have sheets that match, you know, the the room situation. So. (laughs) The sex room. Yeah, the sex room with the sex lamps and the, the sex lamps, the burgundy curtains. Yeah. Oh, we are going with burgundy. They're quite literally in a box upstairs. <laughs> right. So, um, just, you know, when you ask me though, the like the like, what do you, what do you want for curtains? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm like, doesn't the house come with them? You know, like you know, because <laughs> you know, if people installed curtains. Like, these are not installed in this room, right? But, I mean, if they installed, like, curtain curtains, it's like, what are we going to do? Take them off and put... Most of the time, they don't. And you need to bring your own, especially okay, every because... Every house I've ever been in I... had their own curtains that were attached to the windows. That's literally never happened to me. Yeah. So, 
Um, there's also the situation of I require blackout blinds. Yeah. So. Yeah, you like just... the darkness. I do. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, in this episode, uh, you know, we this is a uh, this is part one because this is part right one. before. Well, man, I don't know. We need something more clever well, than that. But well, no, this is but we're right before the move. Yeah, we're gonna do a thing where half this episode is we're still in our current situation of living separate, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the second half is gonna be just like a fucking cannonball. Yeah. Of we're living together. Was some good imagery, yeah. And we wanted to map it out by well doing two things, um, kind of maybe talking about our fears. <laughs> well, briefly explaining again, just reviewing how we have been living the last few months. Yeah, sure. Talking about fears and what we think it's going to be terrifying. Um, and our cast of characters because we were thinking about the kids and it's like, well. We've, we've focused we've largely on the shit. negative. <laughs> we've talked yeah. some shit. And we're like, we, we need to do some more character development there. So, and, and I think it's helpful before blending to just know the full cast of characters. Mm-hmm. You know, from, from all sides. Yeah. Um, not just how they interrupt our lives as adults. Because um, they do. And we even mm-hmm. had a moment today mm-hmm. where it was, we were kind of... Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there were a few moments where we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this is our this is our life. We questioned things. Yeah. So we're one mm-hmm. we're one official week away from closing on our house. Uh, closing, moving. Um and it's it's got to be quick, you know. Um the move. Oh, yeah. We can get into that. Sorry, what were you saying? Well, I, so it's already been like a weird week. We had a little bit of a is the baby coming scare. Yeah, I don't really want to get no, into we don't the have, details we don't of what was that, going but, on with me. But uh, no, the baby is not coming. Everything's fine. Um, but I, I mean, I thought we were going to talk about just like how we have been living. Yeah, no, um, no, no. no. Yeah. So, no, but you just mentioned that we were going to make it quick. You know, like oh, with the well, moves. So. Yeah, so I get, yeah. So maybe I'll save that. Save it. Okay. So, so real quick review. Um, you know, you've, you've heard about our, our dating life and kind of mm. how we got together, what that was like. Um, about three, two, two, three months ago, I sold my little townhouse that I lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, because we didn't want to have to pay for two mortgages at once. You know, we wanted to be, we've had to take this step by step and it was just easier to sell my house first than worry about getting our house. Right. Um, and so, uh, and, and my house was certainly not big enough for all of us to move into, you know, it was a two bedroom townhome. So, um, yeah, so sold my house and I had to move in with my parents but Tom did not, um, because there Love just logistics. really isn't there really isn't enough space here, um, <laughs> because it's like you know he he has his kids fifty percent of the time, and so that would mean that we were asking my parents to house 
how many people would we be in total? Three, Seven. Yeah, basically. Right now. Yeah, basically three more. Um. And that's just a lot. So, so we've continued living separately, but the struggle is now I've been living at my parents, you know, stuff in boxes, just like sharing a room with one of my kids. Yeah. Sharing a room with one of my kids, which also makes it kind of difficult for even Tom to stay here with me a little bit at the time. Yes. Um, So we've still lived pretty separate lives. And the challenge of that is that I'm almost 35 weeks pregnant. You know, there is something a little bit scary about selling your house, you know what I mean? And and being mm-hmm. and being with your family while thirty five weeks pregnant, not really sharing certain moments with your partner still. Um and you know, trying to stop your kids from making a from just trashing this house, you know, and, and making all these plans. So Well, th- and you're like you're cohabitating. Mm-hmm. with your parents which brings you back to almost like a high school level of like well that and they 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 work from home a little bit a now lot, yeah. um oh, like yeah. half the week at least and i since i'm a teacher i'm off in the summer so it's really like i feel like i've mm-hmm. really been up in their space with my kids but also because i'm pregnant um I just, I'm very pregnant. I just don't have the energy to take them out like I usually do. You've heard in past episodes, like, we we go out and we do things. That's just part of how I get by. And it keeps my daughters from fighting. Yeah, because we're out looking. Because they're in public and they don't want witnesses. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's probably a more accurate reason. But, um, so just the challenges are just wanting to share a life with Tom, still not being able to. It's harder now because um, now I'm, it's not like I'm I, I'm in my own space. Yeah, I'm sharing space. I'm not in my own space. I'm sort of surrounded by things that are just not yours, not mine. And it, it's hard to to feel at home. Um, he and I have also been trying to make all these business decisions. You know, if you've ever bought a home, you know how complicated that can get with like all the documentation the meetings the trying to look at houses um it's it's overwhelming Um, i actually hated it the market's tough right now and so sucks um we've we've had to have a lot of these difficult financial and future conversations while under pressure and while not living together tom has gone on working you know, full time at a job that doesn't really allow him to step away very often. And I'm at home with my kids and it's hard to sit there and do a meeting with a loan officer when your kids are screaming in the background. So, so it's, it's been stressful because, you know, we've been trying to make these, these joint decisions and there's a lot going on. Um, and, and we're living separately. So, yeah. And and the clock is ticking because, like I said, I'm a, I'm about 35 weeks pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and... baby's coming. And I didn't mean that like, like ugh. Yeah, well, and and we can. I mean, you can share kind of where you're at now, but like we. So there's the financial piece. There's the just wanting to share a life together piece. But there's also the whole when we actually blend our kids piece. Because as of now, it's like we've done random outings together. 
And it's um, every other weekend. Yeah. You know, it's every other weekend it. on a, maybe a Saturday and there's been some Sundays. It's, it, it's brief. Br- it's brief. It's hours instead mm-hmm. of uh, days. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's different. We're still living very separate lives. And I'm here, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, after work, I'll stop. You know, see, this is just at the verbiage included in it too. After work, I'll stop by. Yeah, it's stopping by. It's it's stopping by, and you know, sometimes I have to work a later shift, and then it's stopping by later for a shorter period of time, and it's almost like it's like I come here hang out a little you know hang out a little bit until it's like time for bed yeah you know and then it's it you know and then we separate you know um so we've been living in two different multiple different worlds and and they've collided you know briefly but now we're you know now a week away from just worlds colliding you know um and i i don't know maybe i'll kick myself later for for hearing myself say this but i there is a part of me that feels that some of what we've done so far has to be harder yeah than some of the things we'll deal with when blending because there's I knew exactly there's, what you were gonna say. Well, yeah, actually, that's yep. how I feel because it's like there's so many conflicting feelings of like he is my partner. I'm trying to be vulnerable, let him in, not let myself feel isolated. You know, like being pregnant with my kids at my parents' house, like believing, nope, this is still a partnership. But you kind of heard the word stopping by yeah. dinner is even a challenge because his work hours vary and we don't even make dinner plans as much as you would think of like eating dinner together. And weeknights, it's still too hard for him. It, it, we rarely will do anything with his kids on weeknights because no. there's too much driving back and forth yeah. before getting up early. So it's this weird feeling of like trying to fight feeling like the other family, which I've talked about. Yeah. Like it's still two separate families. Yeah. It's been hard to fight not resenting his kids. Um oh. which we but I've <laughs> oh, told you that yeah, we're, oh, we're, on the nights when he can't be here. Making that public <laughs> But that's that's sure. what it is and oh, it wasn't man. something i ever wanted to feel but you can't help it when it's like oh yep if if it's that night that means he can't be here with with right. us and no, they I... can't be you know so it's like you don't want to feel like that but you but you do so working through those feelings and you obviously don't um, want your partner to feel you know like you don't want you know you don't want that you know because yeah yeah like that sucks yeah you know? no, it does um and being pregnant made it worse. Yep. You know, it, it made it worse. So um, the physical discomforts, because when Tom is here, he does help. He does rub my feet. He does, But like there's a good chunk of the time that he's not. So even physically, <laughs> but it's true. So it's a good so, time. This is a good, good, good amount of time that he's not rubbing my feet. So it's. <laughs> That sounded okay, anyway, funny. anyway, sounded so great. there's just, 
there's some of those things I think have been harder to deal with yeah or not being able to build the relationship with his daughters that I want to build just because I don't get to you know there's there's all these things where it's like okay some of these things have to be harder Mm-hmm. Than, than actually blending. So those have probably been the biggest challenges so far is living separately while pregnant. And the main difference for me is um, I've done pregnancy by myself before. It's it's the difference of having a partner this time and trying to be to remain vulnerable enough to share that and, and wanting to share, you know, a partnership, wanting to let him be there for me with with the pregnancy. But but yeah. also fighting some instincts because it's like, well, physically, sometimes I, you know, it's similar to some things I've experienced before. So it's that constant war of like trying to still be vulnerable and keep this partnership with him while also having these difficult financial conversations that we've had over the last several months while also having hormones yeah. fuel that. Via text um, and... On the fly at on, work. Yeah, on, yeah, all... And I got to point something out. Every time it's at work, it's the worst time. Like, throughout this whole process. It's always been, like... Uh, just get, give you an example of, you know, like... Oh, the, the loan officer needs the last one week of, you know, your your bowel movements, you know, sent <laughs> over. And it's like, you know, like... Well, I mean, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels very private. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tom, you went to Target on Tuesday and you spent $200. Why? Tell me, you know, but but it's always like when you've needed that information or they've needed that information. Like, it sounds terrible, but I'm at fucking work. That's my first reaction is, mm-hmm. I'm at fucking work. I have everybody else asking me for things. And now... And neither of us ever uh, had jobs where we had a bunch of vacation stored up. Um and, and they're both very demanding jobs, too. So that's the other issue, is that neither of us have a ton of personal days to use or vacation days to use. So, you know, it would have been nice to be able to take a couple, a week off and just deal with this. But it's oh. it's just not yeah. what it is for us. So I guess I listed all of my, my <laughs> challenges, but did you have well, any... Well, there's, there's any... been... I feel like there's been more challenges that we've probably forgotten by now though too but i do agree though that the way we've kind of done it obviously is very incredibly unconventional and we can admit to that but um but it has been harder because it's from from my stance um there i don't know there's guilt gotten this person you know i've gotten my partner pregnant and we're living separately so i'm not there for all the aches and pains you know you've sold your house you know taken a huge risk and we've talked about that but i mean like you took a huge risk kind of betting on a you know kind of betting on me a little bit like okay all right we can't can't fuck this up you know kind of thing because that's what it is i mean realistically especially in this market you know and mm-hmm. all those cliches of the economy but but it is scary it's a huge leap you sold your house all of a sudden now you know you're living with your parents now we're a little bit closer we're 10 15 minutes away instead of 20 25 minutes away um and there's some guilt in that 
there on on my end that it's like okay yeah you can't not you but myself like can't fuck this up for real like it, it's um it's been very difficult and obviously the you know the in the beginning of the pregnancy it's like you feel like you have all this time and then you kind of like map out this all right we're going to do this at this point we're going to do this at this point and then you realize that time doesn't give a shit what you planned um and all of a sudden it's crunch time no matter what we're doing and everything that we've been doing in the last month and a half i would say is crunch time and that goes that goes into even looking at places it was always crunch time it was always we got to go now we got to see this house we got to look oh we didn't like it realtors getting frustrated because we're going to all these places he's modifying his schedule i'm modifying my schedule and it was just stressful but it was also every i'm having to ask my parents to watch my kids because we're yep. home in the summer they right. are getting frustrated sometimes if we're yeah yeah no so there's been like i hate to say it but like nothing but stress and here's the problem with us looking at houses and and to speak to some of the blending stuff so we have five almost six kids to think about when it comes to choosing a house Mm -hmm. and their needs and their needs and location in some cases like per divorce decrees we are like like i was limited in how far away i could go but Um, we still looked but I mean, like, yeah. but there were certain, like, because in some ways it would have been nice to um, go a little bit further north or south and get a bigger place. But, you know, yeah. we couldn't do that because it would have been outside the counties that I can I can live in. Um, or there's situations of, you know, neither of us wanted our kids to switch schools, um, partly because of shared custody and how those kids get to and from school but also wanting that consistency for the kids of not being ready to just pull their schools either so we have two separate school districts to think about we had to think about okay if we this is a nicer house it's a little bit cheaper but then we're living outside the school district so busing isn't there which means we're gonna have to figure out how to commute um, and then pay for the the cost of extended day, you know, yeah. care at school. Um, plus the cost of daycare for the two-year-old and the new baby. So it was just <laughs> like it, finding a house was not simple because we were looking for space, but also to be conservative with cost. But, we, but then we also had to keep in mind future costs um future costs daycare costs and our own sanity of getting kids to and from places and so there were a lot of really hard conversations cuz that's a yep. lot of shit to figure out yep. like for anybody and so and again we are under a time crunch and you know what yeah it's our own fault yep. that we got pregnant yep. that's our fault okay we're here. <laughs> it's it we re, we we recognize that but but the yeah. reality is that is our situation and we're trying to do the best do the best we can we to can. be responsible for the choice that we made you know and uh, yeah and this is our version of what's responsible no judgment to what anybody else does but this was our version of what we saw as being responsible and um 
for a choice we made. So it, it's like we, we know that we, we kind of put ourselves in this situation, but mm-hmm. regardless, this is a lot of shit to figure out. And so he and I, you know, living had some separate, of the most yeah. living separately, living, living separately, working full time, having kids around all the goddamn time. Like, you know, <laughs> even in evenings, it's not like we could just sit and talk about this. So, no, we had some very heightened emotional conversations yeah. because this is emotional shit and there's a lot to think about um yeah. so it, it was hard mm-hmm. um we had some of the most i don't want to call them fights because it's not like but they were fights but, like but we weren't they, screaming yeah. at each other but we yeah were we weren't yeah we don't do that um yeah that, we don't that's yell, the one thing but... i appreciate is that we don't yell you know um but we do disagree and things get intense. Yeah. We are both very strong-willed people, yeah. um, which in some ways is good because I don't think we're ever in a situation where one of us walks all over the other one. No. Um, we no. both will say our piece. Um, and sometimes that piece... <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes uh, that, that saying our piece thing is kind of like, maybe that wasn't the right time to say yeah. that or yeah we haven't perfected uh, we haven't perfected arguing but we've gotten good at it though what do you mean by that I, what i mean by that you're like i'm sorry what <laughs> like no but but we've per, we, but we have gotten really good at arguing and recognizing when a, if a line's been crossed and 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 I and I do feel stepping away and doubling back mm-hmm. when cooler heads have cooler heads were needed and that's where I feel we've had mixed feelings about how couples therapy has gone but that's one piece I yeah. think we learned in couples therapy is a reaction versus a response yep and sometimes oh, you huge. you get into a place where you're just reacting to yeah. each other you're just having emotional reactions to what's going on so counterproductive and the thing is like i thought you know i'll be honest i thought one of my strengths was emotional savvy but not you know where it's like i'm like oh i'm in tune with my emotions i know what i'm feeling and what i'm doing and i understand myself at all times like that's kind of what i thought but then when the therapist like when we were talking to the therapist about one of the worst arguments Mm -hmm. we've ever had I was thinking about that argument, you know, and the things that I said, the things that I felt, how, like how what he would say would impact me. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I thought about it, it was like everything he said just made me more angry. And it got to a point where there was nothing but emotions and where we really weren't listening to each other. It was just we both were in very heightened emotions. It was late at night and we were just reacting to whatever the person said. We weren't actually working through anything. Yeah. And so that's something that, that I learned is being able to recognize, okay, I'm just reacting to you at this point. I'm just Mm -hmm. too in my emotions to really be productive with this conversation. So for me, that's what that meant about stepping mm-hmm. away and doubling back. Is that yeah? That, no, that's, that's 
exactly it. So, so yeah, we, we worked through some difficult conversations. Um, and it's always awkward. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, you have your first kind of like really rough argument. It's always awkward even when you come back to each other and explain your sides better and mm-hmm. come to an agreement or come to a disagreement still, but you're... Or an understanding, that you're, maybe. Yeah, your understanding of it. It's always awkward a little bit, but... Um, well, you do kind of have to rebuild, like you said, of you just do. like you, you get you, your guard goes up yep. and you got to kind of let that back down and let yourself laugh with the person again or, mm-hmm. or, be and not question if they're just laughing at your joke just cause they're trying to make it normal, you know, like make yeah. it normal again. Cause we, oh gosh, now this is getting into like bottling feelings, you Go know, ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's your territory. Yeah, no. So, so I don't know what you. you so I bottle, to that. and I don't always see anything. I don't always see a negative thing to to bottling, like bottling something up because it's like I, I kind of weigh what I'm bottling a little bit, whether or not this is gonna affect us in a year or affect us in a month or whatever. Like, are we gonna look back on this and still, you know? So I feel like when I put something in a bottle, like a feeling or emotion that then I'm also tossing that bottle away. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know, forgiving myself or I'm forgiving the other person or I'm, I don't want to uncork that again. So I'm just put, I'm shutting it out a little bit and I'm dealing with it internally until I can fully let it go. So I don't always think that bottling is bad. I think bottling and then reopening it is bad. You know, like coming back to haunt you. Um, I think that's bad, but there there's been times where we've disagreed and argued, you know, not I shouldn't say argued, but disagreed, and maybe had a discussion that we both didn't really feel right about. But I kind of looked at it: does this change the way I feel about her? No. Does this change what I want out of the future? No. In a year, is this going to matter? No. All right. Let it go. You know. And I have a lot of anxiety. Like, even hearing him say that, I'm like, oh, God, he's he's questioned how he feels about me. (laughs) Even though it was a... But but I just... I have such intense anxiety when I'm really vulnerable with someone that it's been hard for me to get to a point of like, okay, you didn't like how this went down, but that doesn't mean you you love me less. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so weird because I'd like to think that I'm pretty confident... But I just have not been this vulnerable in a long time. And yeah. I'm very vulnerable with him. Um, and that's fucking scary. It's not to the point where I change who I am. I'm no. very much everything I am to Tom. Um, but that's how I would feel in some of those conversations. Or if I could tell I had said something that rubbed him the wrong way. I always question, and I'm working on this. This is my own personal journey through to true partnership or through unconditional love. It's like, oh, he doesn't like me less or love me less mm. because of this. Yeah. This is just a thing. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, part of what has made this whole thing so hard, everything from typical couple disagreements to 
and when I say that typical couple disagreements, I mean what like most people have where someone says something that rubs someone the wrong way or somebody, <laughs> you know, um, something, something comes out yeah. wrong or does, yep. you know, just yeah. typical stuff. Um, so there's so there's that part where it's like we're just like your average couple where like anybody, you know, but then there's there's the bigger pieces. And part of what I think made it so hard for us so far is try to find someone in this situation, at least in our circle, you know, mm-hmm. our gen- like it's it's like who the hell are we going to go to for advice with something like this? Because we're, we're not the first people to get divorced. We're not the first people to blend. But rarely do you, do you find someone who's not just like... It's not two situations where it's 50-50. Yeah. It's a situation where we've got some 50-50 going on, but then we've got some total single parenthood going on. Mm-hmm. We've got similar ages and vast ages. You know, we've got four girls who are 10, 9, and 8. And then a toddler. Varying stages. Yeah, well, varying stages of development and what that even means. And they all have their own things that they're going through. Um, And and we'll talk about the characters, too. And then you throw in a (laughs) a baby. Well, a two-year-old. Like, a two-year-old boy and then another baby boy. So it's like... Maybe we should refer to him as the staple. (laughs) Who? <laughs> the, the new baby, one? the unborn one. Okay, so let's come back. Yeah, we'll to that come in a second because I don't really know I gotta, what you mean by I that. I gotta work that. Out. There's okay. more to that. Okay, um, but like keeping it together, like two prongs. <laughs> like, not, you think an infant? No, he's not keeping it together. He's an making infant it infant is what's infinitely gonna... harder. But I'm just saying, like the staple, you know, because he's, he's gonna be the, the thing the that stitch. makes us actually lose our minds. Yeah, he's the stitch that. You know that that maybe it'll seep in, maybe it falls out, maybe I don't know. I'm riffing on this one. Yeah, I don't get. But it. I feel You're, like yeah, we'll have to. There's something in there. Maybe maybe. Come but yeah, so you just throw that. in a baby. But there's just not <laughs> there's of part of what's made this difficult so far is like I don't know anybody who got married to someone while living separately. Each of them had all these kids. They're having one together. They're trying, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are not in that situation. So it's really hard to relate, to relate to others or to seek out advice or to, um, learn from other people. And, and I've been open to it. Like the, the people that I know who did blend, I've asked questions here and there, but it's really just not fucking the same. And and it's weird because they, but, but it's like, or their kids were already grown by the time. Well, they that's did what this. I mean. Like, so like, it's like, oh, it's yeah. easy. We just set boundaries. Or how does that mean? Or like, maybe they one one partner didn't have kids, mm-hmm. so it's like they're and and I'm sure they have their own battles that they face. Of I'm course. not trying to minimize. Yeah, no, that, no, 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 no. We're not saying our situation is like harder than anyone. Harder than anyone's because I think just, kids in general are just fucking hard. It's just really unique, which is part of what's made this hard for us, is at least in our little circle of the world, we don't really have anybody in our immediate surroundings, work, family, mm-hmm. whatever, who, friends, all two of our friends, um, who... Wait, who's who my have, friend? I don't know. I <laughs> was trying to make it plural. We don't have that many friends, yeah. but it's... Uh, <laughs> 
Um, work friends. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, we just didn't know anybody going through this, so there was nobody to really learn from. Um, you know, so we. And sometimes kinda... you just want someone else outside your partner to be like, yeah, it's going to be okay, man. Don't worry about it. Right. That comfort. Like, yeah, hey, hey, no, no, that that does sound true. Mm-hmm. You want someone just to pity you for a moment and, and tell you it's going to be okay. And too many people think it's their place to point out the challenges <laughs> of, oh, this kid's going to have a really hard time when this kid's born or, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You're going to have a hard time in this market or, oh, our favorite one lately. Um, You might have to breastfeed because of the formula shortage. Where are you going to get? Oh, I didn't realize my breastfeeding was any of your goddamn business. But people are also so quick to point out challenges because that's just the the world we live in where it's like negative thinking. But also it's not helpful. Like I feel like sometimes... Especially, you know, if it's people who are close to us, sometimes they think they're being helpful when they're pointing out challenges Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, I'm bringing this to your attention. Yeah. Okay, well, are you helping me solve it? Do you think I haven't thought it? Like, what do you, by pointing out this potential problem, what are you actually doing to help? Um, (laughs) You know, are we don't mean financially or anything, we just mean help in the sense of like being being there like if you think this kid's gonna have a hard time or whatever are you you gonna sit down and talk to him or do you have um a solution in mind for how to include them or whatever it is it's like people are typically problem oriented not solution oriented so 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 on top of you know not really having many people who genuinely want to help People are also quick to point out problems. Oh, everybody on my end of things points out every negative. Mm-hmm. I haven't had true, and I mean this, this sounds so sad now when I think of it, but I haven't had anyone say a positive thing. It's Jesus. been, it's actually been nothing but like, oh, that's a lot of kids. Oh, Oh, I don't know how you're going to financially do it. Oh, this market. Oh, the economy. You know, like, that's Mm -hmm. what I hear. Mm -hmm. That's what I literally hear. Or your life is just fucked. Like, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, like, there's there's those comments where I think they're trying to be lighthearted. But, um, you know, no, I haven't, I haven't, there, there, there hasn't been a person that has said, you'll be okay. Like, you guys will make it work. Like, there really hasn't. I can think of one person, and I'm going to give a shout-out to her in a second. I'm not going to use her name, but I'm going to talk about her in a second. Because as you're sitting here saying that, I'm like, actually, I can think of one person who's just been a fucking badass. But as as amazing as she is. Oh, okay, um, I know who you are. Still didn't exactly know my situation. But, but I'm going to bring her up in a second, because I think talking about her is is worth it because that's what actual support looks like so so you have so I, I think you have a few categories of people you have the people like family or friends that are maybe they have mm-hmm. good intentions maybe they <laughs> genuinely have good intentions with pointing out the challenges but it's not helpful 
Yeah. You know. So Even maybe... our kids sometimes aren't helpful. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You're going to have 700 kids. <laughs> like... Well, they know that gets under our skin, so yeah. that's why they do it. But, yeah, sometimes people say things and... And they might have good intentions, but it's but it's not helping. Um, so there's people who do mean well, okay? But then there's the people, and you know who I'm talking about, who are salty about their own lives. So they love thinking about the hardships that other people might go through. Yeah. So it's like they make a point to dig. You know who I'm talking about. The people who ask you questions that you don't want to answer mm-hmm. or personal questions or questions right. about your situation because they love feeding on the gossip of it or Mm -hmm. the the idea that you might struggle with something Mm -hmm. because comparison runs the world right that's what people do all the time so so they're yep that was that was the thing i learned in individual therapy which has changed my life like about comparison (sighs) being the killer of joy and once you realize that it is it's and you start to like just not i mean that's that's another episode entirely but but yeah people people love to compare and um and they like to compare grief well that well or or i should say grievance i don't know what i'm saying i was talking about more like they like to they like anything they can do in their own mind to be a step ahead of you so it's one of those things where okay if you as you grow up and you become more confident sure you learn how to just let the haters hate you learn how to take good intentions, maybe not so good words with a grain of salt. You learn how to do that, but it doesn't change the fact that not only are you still having to deal with your own problems, but you're having to deal with the energy around you of people just not necessarily being supportive. No. And even if you are confident through that, you know, yeah. which I think you and I are confident yeah. people oh, and yeah. we've done a good job of keeping our heads down and just powering through it's like yeah sometimes it's a fucking challenge yeah and it still takes up energy trying to either you know block those negative comments or even just be polite to those who maybe have good intentions but are not saying helpful things um but i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a shout out to a woman that i work with um i just She's one of the most genuine, amazing people that I've ever met. And she became kind of a personal mentor to me this year. I mean, it's literally her job to be a coach, but I found myself just enjoying... She was paid. <laughs> she was paid to listen to me. But she no, was... she was paid to coach me with teaching stuff, but she wasn't paid to necessarily... Reach out. Reach out and listen to my personal bullshit. But <laughs> I knew, you know when you can trust people and you know when they're being genuine. Sometimes it's just a vibe. But you also know when people see you for who you are. And she saw me, you know, like both for my skills with teaching. But even when I was telling her about Tom, she was happy for me. And when I told her about my wedding, she was like, good for you. You know, like that's, that's beautiful, but not sarcastically. She's no, like, that's no. beautiful. Like, you know, that's what you need to do. Or when I would tell her about daycare problems and trying to find affordable daycare, she was sympathetic. She's like, Oh, that's awful. She's like, yeah, I don't know how people do it either. No. They have family or they each make six figures and it's just something, you know, she's like, it's, it's, it's tough out there, but yeah, you know, I'll look around and see, like she was, she was sympathetic. So she listened and it wasn't just, yeah, you're screwed. It's a, 
no, I, I genuinely understand the challenge of like either you, you, you've got to just make a shit ton of money or you have to be lucky enough to have family who can help. Um, <laughs> you know, so she would, she would really listen and she, she didn't decide what was right for my life. She listens to me. She listens to the way that I talked about Tom. She got to know me as a person, as a professional, as everything, and then was able to kind of see for herself just by getting to know me and, you know, what was right for me that I was making the right decision. And every time I would talk to her just about, you know, something we were going through or trying to figure this out, she listened for a long time before she had anything to say about it. She didn't interject with her opinion. She didn't focus on the negative. She was sympathetic to the struggles I was going through. And then if I wanted help, mm-hmm. was was could kind of gauge whether or not this was just listening or find a solution, she would kind of give me ideas for a solution. Um, she gave you time. Yeah, and time too, just to, to listen. So So I will say this, like... There are supportive people out there, and that's ultimately what support looks like, is actually just fucking listening to somebody and not interjecting with your opinion all the time. Um, But even with her, like, she, you know, and she even said something like, you know, little things that, little pieces that I could relate to of, oh, yeah, we bought a house five, and then my second son was born five days later. That's just how it goes sometimes. And that just gives me hope. But it does. It's like she would find. It does. No. And I feel like that's what good listeners do, too, is like they do find a, a piece of Themselves. what you're going through yeah. or, a piece, you know, that that they know might comfort you. Like they they try they do try to find. And there's a difference between talking about their struggle and making it about them. But that was and, my favorite. So there's a difference between that, but also just sharing. Well, you know what? Yeah. Like I I had kids and we were moving and it was crazy and. Yeah, we got into a house, and my second son was born five days later, and here we are. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't a making it about her. It was She was trying to comfort me by saying, you know what? That's fucking life sometimes, and, and it works out. You make it work. Um, so that's, the, that's something with a good listener, too, a supportive mm-hmm. person, is that they they know how to take a piece of maybe your struggle that they can relate to and, and give you a piece of like how they made it through to give you hope. And there's a difference between that and just turning it completely on them. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's, that's, <coughs> you know, Excuse this is me. a little bit longer than I, than I wanted it to be, but um, ultimately I think we've made it through this time because we both know at the end of the day how much we want to be together. We both took these risks, you know, so we could be together. We're both people who are strong enough not to just run away or, or give up. Which and... would be easy. Not to do. Hmm? Not to do, but it would be easy to give up, you know. Not at this point. Not I'm at in this my point. parents' fucking well, basement. Yeah, like, right. you better fucking buy a house with me, but... <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Guess not that. Um, okay, that might no, have. That may point, have came up. Point, but I'm just no. saying, like in the at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. it would have been easier to just 
you know, throwing the towel from the get-go and be like, yeah, this is going to be too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and fuck, I just want some sympathy with how hard it's going to be. <laughs> That's all I'm craving. Well, and no. just some, uh, some understanding. But yeah, some of the biggest challenges are just the not kids. helpful comments. Yes, the kids doing things separately and having to kind of pave our way through on our own. But... Like I said, what I think has gotten us through it is the fact that we we do keep lines of communication open, you know, without letting things fester, trying to understand ourselves in every situation, um, why we reacted a certain way. And and then just and then, yeah, just not giving up just because we had a difficult conversation or because odds are stacked against us. Well, they are, but but also, I don't see that. There I go again. They are. They're. They're. We're fucked. We're screwed. But the percentages—they don't lie. Anyway. But then there is also this belief that we are supposed to be together, and that in the midst of it, you know, like okay, everybody has to make life decisions. At the end of the day. Uh, Stick to your convictions. Well, that, but I was also going to say, <laughs> for you, like, at the end of the day, I know that you're my person. Sure. And that even though we've had some tough conversations, you know, it's been about these external stresses that we have. Anybody would have would have that. And at the end of the day, I know that I belong with you, you yeah. know, and that I want my life with you. You know, you've brought all these amazing things out of me. And so it's like that's what I want and I'm not just gonna let that go and go back to this solitary life of distractions you know so ah. it's um I don't want to do that again no you, no and it doesn't feel right to do that again so it's just a willingness to to deal with some of these tough things and to know and, and but also to be willing to find to, to try to balance it and not let it all be about this business stuff to still talk to you about the things I love talking mm-hmm. to you about you know TV shows <sighs> life <laughs> you know like I mean yeah because we're still whatever. also getting to know each mm-hmm. other though too well yeah but well that but also like, like we I don't think we've ever lost that I don't think no. we've ever lost yeah, our ability to just connect sure. with each yeah. other but um, I guess that's all that I wanted to say about it. But would yeah, just fifty minutes and twenty seconds. And we didn't, we didn't, and we didn't even we, touch we, on what we originally. And I feel like, but I well, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, is there anything you wanted to talk about? It just about where we're at moving forward. <laughs> but then we, we we gotta introduce the characters. I don't know if we can. How long is this? I mean. Y'all are part of the editing process now, but like, you know, maybe, maybe when we cut, we're living together and we introduce the characters. Because this episode turned out to be a lot of feeling. Well, yeah. Which is not bad. It was supposed to be funnier because we were going to talk about things just about jokes about living together and things we anticipate but 
well, I anticipate a shock to everyone's system, you know? Like, that's what I, you know, because it's no longer, there's no longer, you know, hey, at the end of the day, Tom and the, Tom and the kids are leaving, mm-hmm. you know? Now, all of a sudden, that's fuck, this guy isn't leaving. They're not there's leaving. Some... Now what? Y'all are pissed at each other. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to bed angry. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, like, I think the the, the merging... I think it's just going to be a a shock. I mean, it's definitely going to be a shock. I hate to sound so selfish, but for me, like, it's just going to be a shock. Like, just. I think we can wrap up with the list of characters, wrap up on a lighter note. And I I think you can, because you know what? You can say it in 10 minutes. Like, you can. (laughs) Because I feel like it would help to at least know this is what they're getting and their general (laughs) dynamic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We can do that. Um. Because because you've got it, so I think you should go through the the cast of characters, and by cast of characters we mean our children. So because that's exactly what they are. They're, you know, I mean, we could. Do you want us to? So Tom has named them based on sort of how they are, but how they influence how they interact, the group so know. far. So this is this is their dynamic while living separately. And so this is kind of who they are either when they interact with Tom and I or <laughs> when they're all together for our outings or the weekends that we've had or whatever. But this is this is the dynamic of the characters so far. And these are not meant to be insulting too. Like they're they're not. I can see where some of it is okay, you know, like okay, she just you know called her child, called his child, what you know, whatever. Um, these are not, yeah, it's not. These are not meant to be mean. These aren't mean. These aren't. These are just kind of who they are. Like, should we start at the at the the youngest or? It doesn't sound bad. The way that you laid it out doesn't sound bad. I think you should go right. in the same order. Well, first list all five of them. It's so funny got, when you say it together. So we've got. <laughs> I can't start this. You gotta do it. I can't. I know. I know. But we got limbs, space cadet, the cheerleader, the X factor, and the pterodactyl. Yep. And I've actually been thinking about changing the pterodactyl. Maybe you can explain but, that at but the I, end. But so I, end with him, and you can explain that right. your staple thing. So let's let's we'll start with limbs, okay? So she's the she's the oldest, she's also the tallest. I think she's maybe an inch shorter than me at this point. Um, she's ten, and she's ten. Uh, you are a family of giants. Um, and limb limbs is nothing but like pure energy, with everything she puts in. In, into herself uh, like everything she puts out is just absolute energy mm-hmm. including her her empathy and her sympathy and wanting to do things for people mm-hmm. but the reason why I call her limbs is that she has a tendency to high kick everywhere she goes her feet can't stay still and here's this 10 year old with like six foot long legs she can't even walk 
she skips Mm -hmm. and when she skips it's like these huge leaps and then her feet go up and she lands and her feet goes up and then right you know like she can't touch the ground you know and there was even an incident the other day with the pterodactyl where she was like you know it's like what 10 and 10 p.m 10 p.m and it's you know she and 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 she she talks too she's very well spoken so she's standing around and all of a sudden she just decides to do these high kicks and she just knocks the, knocks the little one down and just what i was kicking in the air like there's just no like and i wasn't in the room when this happened so like i hear him screaming from upstairs and then all of a sudden she comes down i was doing a high kick and was, i hit him in the face why would you do a high kick at 10 p.m Did, and but there's no answer for it but but again she puts all that higher under energy into everything she does and she can't sit still but but again there's also that sweet side where Mm -hmm. she wants to do things for people she wants to make sure everyone's included Mm -hmm. she has very high expectations Mm -hmm. um into into everything she does so then she's she she gets you know heartbroken sometimes too Mm -hmm. where it's like it's not everybody is having the best time of their life you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing and um well, and she likes to set things up for people. So sometimes how it works with the kids so far is like Tom's <laughs> kids will be coming over and she'll want to set up this whole movie night for them. And it's Which very cute. She'll cute. lay out all these blankets and pillows like I've never seen her arrange, you know, on the floor so they can sit and watch this movie. She'll bring down snacks and then cups with straws, you know, so so a lot of energy into mm-hmm. like setting something up. Um, yeah. But then struggling too with the where where it's caused conflict is if someone wants to fill up their own cup because it's like no I want to do it for you kind yeah. of a thing. So yeah. sometimes that's a thing when they're all together of like like you said mm-hmm. high expectations. High expectations. Sweet yeah. wants to you mm-hmm. know do things for people but has a hard time if those things don't quite go as planned or if there's some independence. So so we've got limbs with the high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just feels everything very strongly. Yeah. So that yep. empathy, that nurturing, is there. But also, if she's feels wronged or that things are unfair, that's going to be made mm-hmm. known. Um, yeah. To everybody. Yeah. So. And then so then from that high energy, we out of nowhere we have the space cadet. Who, who, of course, she's, she's, she's nine years old. She's got energy. She, you know, whatever, but it's a different kind of energy. It's, it's a very quiet energy and, and she needs quiet time occasionally when things get a little bit too loud or rambunctious. She kind of likes her, her own little space. So that's what I mean by space cadet is, is she likes her own little space and she's very particular about a few things. Um, and and she's she kind of floats in between a lot of the kids but but never fully engages for too long before she you know is 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 wanting to do her own thing and she's very sensitive um you know she's kind of used to and and you know she's kind of used to kind of following um the cheerleader you know, which which I'll get yeah, into. Yeah, so he's talking about one of his twins right yeah. now. So the cheerleader yeah, is twins. the other twin. Cheerleader is the other twin. Um, 
so yeah, then we then we've got this you know high energy, very very empathetic person, down to a little bit lower energy. She's got stuff to say. You know what I mean? She's she's definitely got a voice. She does not let anyone you know uh, stand too far up to her. You know, <laughs> before releasing. Um, but but she's quieter. I heard her talk shit for the first time yeah. last weekend. Again, I don't get too much one-on-one time or yeah. one-on-two time even. but And it surprised you. It did because Space Cadet's pretty matter-of-fact, you know? Oh, yeah. And, she and just says it. I don't... But but I've never heard her talk shit about people before <laughs> like that. And it was just like, oh, damn. All right. Yeah. Okay. And it just so happened I agreed with everything she was saying. So that's partly why I liked it. And I was like, yeah, actually, I felt the same way. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah, but then there's the the, cheer, the, the the cheerleader. And I'm going in kind of like chronological order here a little bit too. Flip-flopping the cheerleader and, and um, the space cadet. But uh, no, then there's the cheerleader who is very go with the flow but she'll go to the little one and want to hang out with him for a little bit she'll she'll go with x factor you know for a day she'll flip flop between kind of people you know yeah she really does she doesn't and when we talk about the other kids she doesn't just stick to one and what's no. interesting is it's not just like a it's not simply oh I'll say hi to you for a little bit and move on it's like whoever she's focused on she's fully like emulating What's what they going... like to do right. and it's not yep. that and I'm not trying to say she's changing herself or anything no, but it's like no. she's fully engaging she blends in like with the 10 year old she kind of hung out with her for the whole 4th of July weekend mm-hmm. and they were like sorority sisters like they were wearing matching outfits yep. doing high ponies make up together like yep. they were just best buddies the whole weekend mm-hmm. um but then when she plays with the pterodactyl she'll sit there and do his cars mm-hmm. or whatever because he loves cars she'll yep. run his cars around with them or whatever it is um yeah so she yeah so she blends in very very easygoing i w- i would say um very theatrical though if they're if if she gets hurt she's very clumsy um you know so she's very theatrical when when she falls and gets a gets a cut or a bruise you know or whatever um and but but she's but she's also sweet you know but she's also learning to find her voice a little bit um you know because she'll talk your ear off you know like she she does talk quite a bit, um, but she's still trying to find that that voice a little bit in the mix of all all the kids though too. I would I would say, mm-hmm. um, and 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 then and then we have X Factor and we've touched on X Factor a little bit, and in a way she's almost kind of like the comic relief, but she does and I feel like we've said this maybe, but she kind of controls the the vibe or she rides the vibe of the room and she can poke the bear but then she can also wheel the bear in a little bit with some activity Mm -hmm. she kind of she kind of 
I don't. She can, I, I'm she blanking can, right now, but she can pull people into pulls whatever pe- she's doing. Yeah, like whatever activity of like, like we're playing, we, what, we're paying, you know, Sephora. And you then know. everybody will be like, okay. And yeah. they'll just do it's like, it. We're selling makeup. Um, it's $5 a piece. You got to make sure that you have exact change because my debit card machine is broken. Like, and it will go into that detail. She will. Yeah. No, she, and she does. And. Well, and the positive and negative thing you pointed out about her too. Yep. And with the X Factor thing is like, she doesn't hold grudges. Um, no. So, so here's the thing is like. Especially limbs and space cadet, when they get upset at someone, they hold on to it for a while. Yep. Like they have a hard time. Yeah, they need a minute to letting like... go when one of the other kids has pissed them off. Mm-hmm. Um, X Factor doesn't really ever hold grudges. Mm-hmm. Like so, in some ways, that's good because she's kind of like, oh, whatever, and moves on. But the bad thing is, is that sometimes she's the one who starts shit. Like, she'll mm-hmm. poke the bear and yep. walk away. Yep. And then that bear doesn't even know he got poked until she's gone. And then yeah. the bear gets pissed. Yeah. And comes after <laughs> X Factor. And then it's, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's really. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. I, it wasn't me. And it was bad. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh. And that's part of what makes her X Factor is that she she does instigate shit, but she mm-hmm. is very sneaky about it. Yeah. Like she knows what she's doing and she knows how to exit the scene. So yeah. it's like And Yeah. And and this is a good time to to, you know, like to also kind of point out though too, is we're never not gonna have the kids. Like meaning at minimum like our quote unquote light days with our kids with just the schedules with the 50 50 and the mm-hmm. and the other parents um we're gonna have let's see two three we're always gonna have three mm-hmm. including our baby that, and that, that includes that yeah. includes the baby so a light day for us is three kids is three kids ten two and a half and 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 then infant and obviously they grow but uh i guess my point is is there's there's also been a few times where you know, I have the twins, but X Factor's not there because of schedules or whatever. Yeah, it's a unique situation when that happens, but it it's does. It's very, happen, very yeah. unique. But there is a difference. There is a difference in how all the kids are interacting because it's it's one less emotional being, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's in the mix. Um, but then when all when all four girls are together, X Factor included, it's it you know they get along they 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 mix they have arguments but then they work it out they take breaks they they do they they gen generally they get along very well and i would say even genuinely get along but then all of a sudden you have this toddler <laughs> you know pterodactyl pterodactyl who's in the mix and he's looking up to all of them mm-hmm. and, and now all of a sudden he's got these two new characters that that come around sometime to play and he kind of kind of wants to be involved in whatever they're doing but they're older so he can't mm-hmm. he can't always compete or keep up with the kids or they're not always including him and that's when the screeching happens that's when the that's when the the pterodactyl comes out 
Well, it's not. Yeah, it, it, the screeching happens not even just with all the kids. No. It happens all the time. Like he is a screecher, and the thing yeah. is, he's good with his words. Like yeah. he's got a good vocabulary. He knows the fucking words, but he just chooses chooses to screech when things don't go as planned and this isn't even something that's really <laughs> instigated by other kids no no it'll be like he dropped his car in the something. car yeah yeah <laughs> like just it's yeah i don't know yeah um, but okay so but he's in the middle of it all and he he does he does look up to all of them. He mm-hmm. does like to keep up. Mm-hmm. I think he knows. I think he can sense that the twins are a little bit more than just friends, you know, who come by. Like, yeah. Because he is genuinely happy to see them and he does miss them, especially after mm-hmm. a long day. So I think he senses there's there's yeah. a part of me that senses that he, or thinks he knows that they're not just yeah friends, you know, mm-hmm. but um you know, when it comes to him in the mix, like, he's named Pterodactyl for the screeching yeah. and for the not being able to catch up. Mm-hmm. But I guess, how else does he... How else does he... Well, I mean, he's a sweet kid. He's not just Pterodactyl. <laughs> he's no. not just screeching. Um, I see more of the screeching only because it's like, he didn't get a nap today. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know what what's happening at that point. Um but he also can play very independently mm-hmm. from from the from the girls, from the older girls, mm-hmm. where they're doing their own thing and he's not phased by the fact that maybe he can't keep up. He just goes and plays with his cars and mm-hmm. he's super like he loves Frozen mm-hmm. and you know, he's doing this new thing now where I think he's doing a superpower, you know, where he like clenches his fist, all of a sudden he'll stop, he'll get really serious and he'll go like and you're yeah. like, like, is he building, like, is, is he <laughs> Aang from... <laughs> oh my god, I love that you said that so much. No, right but now. is he? It's like the hottest thing you've ever said. I don't think that's the hottest thing, yeah, but... It is. Yeah. Okay, you're actually, okay, alright, I see you. Um, that got me. I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, nerd! Maybe he is. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh no! You've insulted me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but maybe he's becoming the. Avatar well, you guys were watching now. Avatar the other day, and I thought maybe that's where it came from. Because don't they? I mean, yeah, he likes to emulate superpowers, so it could be Avatar. It could be Elsa doing her powers. Because he, when he's watching the movie, he likes to mimic whatever she's doing. But maybe my point is this: is that in the midst of all the 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 older kids and playing who sometimes struggle with imagination issues. Pterodactyl doesn't struggle with that at all. He'll just start playing with his cars or Woody and Buzz or, you know. And he'll role play them. Like even the cars, he treats them like dolls. Like, yeah, he treats them almost like dolls. Like, yeah, they're having a conversation or I've heard it. One of them pushed the other one, and he then he goes, "Say sorry" or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. So he's got the imagination going for him, too, which which keeps him fairly, you know, fairly occupied, and and he can entertain himself. Yeah. You know, which hopefully that doesn't go away as he gets older, 
meaning you know like up oh, it's screen time <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah you know because there's always that downfall that's and, honestly what i thought about when you said that i was like oh yeah well because the rest of our kids are dead inside because they're <laughs> enough to use screens now so yeah no well yeah Maybe we well, killed their imagination they got their ipads they've got their phones and they they do like to but i don't think they overly you like when they're together Sometimes they'll randomly all play. Oh, they're pretty good about that. Other games and stuff. They yeah. come up with a lot of games. Right. But... You know, but... But yeah, that's the cast of characters. And I do wonder what this the newest one's going to be. Like, I do... Six. Six. And we won't really know for at least a year. I mean, babies are... Baby... You know, babies have their temperament, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that temperament is and how it influences the group, but we won't really know them, you know, no. for a year or two, but... Um... But still, though, like, how... But but here's the thing, though, about about the, the whole blending, though, thing, too, is that this newest one isn't blended, period. He's not blending at all. He's just coming into it. Yeah. He's with just, all these siblings. Yep, with all these siblings. And I'm sure we're going to face questions like, oh, why do blah? You know, but but he's just in it. Like, yeah. He's just born into this right now. Well, and Tom and I have talked about that too of like, okay, we're blending, but we're also now parenting a child together. Yeah. From day from one. day one. <laughs> so that's gonna be a new journey too. That'll be interesting. Of like, okay. I would love are... to have a Twitter account that's just dedicated to this one, where it's just day one, and then just a short little thing. Right. Day two. Yeah. You know? Be interesting. He's starting to move more. You know, like you know, he's mobile or whatever. But anyway, um, I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, well, this is this is the part one. We wanted to record one more before we physically move in together, mm-hmm. and then the next one will be what are we gonna do like after one weekend? I think after I think one like the first full weekend with the kids because I I want to come in hot with that one. I think that yeah. one's gonna be actually yeah. entertaining even to my myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, we're going to learn and, things about each other that we just... Oh, yeah. Well, and it's important oh. probably for you to know. We we bought a four-bedroom house. Um, yeah. We have five children, and we're about to have a sixth. So, so it's, do the it's, math. It's, it's your average single-family home. It's not huge. It's not... T- it's just your typical, you know. Um, so, uh yeah it's probably clear if you do the math that some people are gonna have to be sharing yep that's part of what we're gonna we're gonna be figuring out finding our own space so you know that's that's where we're going is it's it's a single family home four bedrooms almost six kids two adults so eight people in this house um yeah 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 like 2500 square feet of humans yeah we move in in about a week and i will be 36 36 weeks pregnant at that point so 
Like, you know, that's the other thing is like, I'm almost ready We're not even getting like a moment or two pop. to enjoy every, you know, like, oh, everything's no. unpacked. We've got it all decorated. Like, no, we're going to move the no. first box in and bam, hey, Tom, it's time. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's our, that's our, and, and on top of this too, we've got all those final baby appointments, right? Yeah. That we're trying to squeeze gosh. into this and then it's, Which is great. No. And then it's going to be I, August. So it's, you know, we're gearing up for the school year. So we'll yeah. have all that stuff. So yeah. So this is part one. This is where we're at now prior to actually being under one roof. And then next time you hear from us, it'll be full, full on, full on. weekend one. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> Why did we do this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. Anyway, it's been two plus three equals six. 